Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Ladies and gentlemen, you want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. This is I Want Your Flex with Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Mike and Dan break down everything you need to set your lineups. From position rankings to starts and sits, the guys help you make those hard decisions. And now... Let's get your flex on. Here's Dan Beyer and Mike Harmon. Week six in the books. We'll look ahead to week seven in just a little bit. He's Mike Harmon. That's Ryan Bershinger. I am Dan Beyer. It is I Want Your Flex. Get Mike at Swollen Dome. Find Bersh at Ryan Bershinger and hit me up at Dan Beyer on Fox. So the lowest point total uh, for combined uh, scores in the NFL since 2014 this past week. Harmon, a stinker of a week six, throw on some big injuries on top of that, and maybe it's best we just move on to week seven. Yeah, it just was an awful week capped off by uh, a poor performance. Look, fantasy-wise, Justin Herbert got you, uh, got you the money. You're right, he, passing yards, fine. Yeah, the late interception, but two passing touchdowns. But overall, a painful game to watch. The unders were 12-2-1 uh, when you go into the betting world, and 
And to your point about injuries, just it seems like every week we've now got a handful of players, and we'll get to our Thursday preview off in the distance. But we're going to be talking about C.J. Beathard, most likely, <laughs> with Trevor Lawrence banged up so in a blowout win, mind you, which is a whole other problem in terms of you know managing your squad and getting out of, out of Dodge unscathed. But, yeah, the number of injuries, including some of the usual suspects, there's Christian McCaffrey's name popping up that fantasy owners going into week seven, like just like the NFL itself. How do you survive through 17 weeks to give yourself a puncher's chance? I find it funny that we have said all this time of, man, it's a miracle Christian McCaffrey hasn't been hurt yet. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he gets hurt and we're like, oh my gosh, this guy's falling. What do you do? You know, this is the end of the Niners run, <laughs> the end of the Niners run. And then, and oh my gosh, Brock Purdy lost a game, but it's kind of like, yeah, just when maybe you get comfortable when you think everything is going right, now he's got the oblique. Debo's day to day. I mean, it's just now it's a murky situation. At least the 49ers have an extra day to rest up because they got the Vikings on Monday night. But in one of the things that you could always count on, and I, I never want to make injuries, make fun of injuries, but it is fantasy football. So I feel like it's kind of a safe place to talk about it. You always just assume Christian McCaffrey was going to get hurt. Now he is. And if you didn't plan for it, I guess it's kind of shame on you. Yeah, it's just a question of how long is he out? Right, and that's the yeah. the big question going forward. Find it interesting that both Debo Samuel and uh, Trent Williams get hurt after being involved in the pregame fracas. Just mm-hmm. the way that all kind of flows together. Oh, and by the way, Brock Purdy's a terrible quarterback. Did you not hear that for the last forty eight hours of your life? Because a kicker missed a forty one yard field goal. <laughs> Burst knows my thoughts on Trent Williams. Unless he wasn't listening to the show on Sunday that he was producing, so he just which by the way, which by the way has already happened once uh, from this past Sunday show. Uh oh, that's a complete inside joke. But the uh, the my problem, Mike, with Trent Williams is, and granted, if Trent Williams was standing in front of me, you know, I probably wouldn't say this to his face. Then again, I am a little heftier, so maybe he wouldn't even be standing in front of me. He only picks on the little guys. <laughs> he on, he like came barreling in, and he and he shoves Elijah Moore. You know, like, Elijah like, Moore weighs about a buck fifty. Yeah, soaking I wet. know. That's, remember Richard Sherman? This is the other thing I pointed out. Remember years back with Washington, and uh, yeah, Elijah Moore, uh, buck eighty one, five ten. He was fighting. He got in Richard Sherman's face and, remember, shoved his uh, hand in Sherman's face after the Seahawks beat him in the wild card game. Then he sucker punches a guy earlier this season. Like, yeah, no, no. Get in Miles Garrett's face. You know, that's what I want to see. Like, that's, you know, if that's what you're going to be going around, pushing around. I mean, he's enormous. He is. But that's my take on Trent Williams. Fight someone your own size. Given that it is Halloween, I can I can hash up a little bit of my experience when I worked as a scare actor at Horror Nights, and I, yes. I can tell you this: um, when you're when you when you're in the middle of that grind, <laughs> in the middle of that season, when you're jumping out of that that spot, you know, hundred to a thousand times a night, when you're jumping out and have to make a quick decision, 
you're going straight for the person who's already looking scared. So I think <laughs> Trent Trent is running into that, and he's like, you know what? If I've got to if I've got to go to this fight, I'm just I'm just gonna go right at the small guy. I'm just gonna pick the battle. I know I can win here, and just and just move on, assert my dominance, and show everyone, look, I'm working. What? By the way, by the way, Elijah Moore wasn't even facing Trent Williams. Like, if you watch the video, he was completely caught off guard, and his helmet went flying. Because here comes Big 71 barreling in. Oh, my goodness. Eventually, we just have to do a full podcast of Birch's acting experience (laughs) at Hollywood Horror Nights. Birch does have some acting chops, but when he first came to Fox Sports Radio as an intern on the Jay Moore Show, I think we had you do some uh, acting. Some zombie acting. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. They had him bust <laughs> out his chops. Dan, you can't see the look on Burst's face. You just got, it was like a horror night right do you, here. Do you the remember that? The way you that? just slapped it. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, as, like, as somebody who's who's been in the acting world for a long time, whenever I would tell people I'm an actor, there's always that, like, fear in the back of my head that somebody's about to go, oh, uh, do something for us. <laughs> like, and, he, and then remember? you do the, you know, scene wipe. Oh, goodness. All right. Um, And so the zombie one, especially, because that is such a weird one to just pull out on the spot to people. It's like, oh, yeah, do the zombie. And I'm like, oh. We thought you were in season, you know? I I mean, I think it was the fall. Remember, like, a few years ago when Vernon Davis uh, uh, went on SportsCenter and they were asking him about the the movie he was in? Mm -hmm. And they're like, do, uh, you know, act for us. And it's the most ridiculous clip in the world because he just for, like, 30 seconds starts hyperventilating and it's just bizarre. Uh, But, uh, like, I can't help but watch it and, like, feel for the guy because I'm like, yeah, I know. know I've been there, buddy. That sucks. I'm sorry. Sorry, but you got the cameras on you, and now they're telling you, "All right, Aaron, here, act for us." And <laughs> boy, oh, great callback on that video! Yeah. Oh, that was that was great. Oh man, I we had Vernon Davis on a few years ago, and of course, like I, I thought this is going to be a great, unique question. Then I realized everybody asks them. Where were you when your re- brother retired at halftime? Like that was <laughs> yeah. that was the because you didn't want to ask him about the well I shouldn't say you didn't want to ask him about it you knew he was asking about the Mike Singletary you know stuff you're sure. like oh I'll mix it up let's ask what his brother did when he retired and so uh, he was a good sport about it he did not fake cry with us uh, <laughs> Vernon Davis was a, a 49er at one point uh, going back uh, to that. Jordan Mason show is that what we've got? I Let's mean, I, get it on. Yeah, I, I think that's probably you know like one of the cases. But I even if if Jordan Mason's there, like Brock Purdy's got to take at least a dip. And now with Debo's situation, I think they beat the Vikings and they they are fine against the Vikings. But maybe it's more about their defense. But when you don't have those pieces, it does have a trickle down effect. Cleveland's defense is awesome. Um, now it'll be the opportunity for Bryce or for uh, Brock Purdy, excuse me, to uh, to step up if uh, you know CMC is out or Debo isn't at full strength, which they've done with before. Debo's missed right. games before, but you know now Brock Purdy needs to step it up. Yeah, the curiosity, right? Because coming out of that game, it became well, you couldn't do this, you couldn't do this. You're down your top options. Like you also played the best defense in football, mm-hmm. other than your own. 
Yeah. Right? So navigating that and then an offensive game plan that is always going to be centered on how do you get the ball into McCaffrey's hands is suddenly done. And, you know, Jordan Mason, uh, Elijah Mitchell will have a role as well. So pain in the ass for fantasy owners, no question about it. But for Brock Purdy, you still have Ayuk, you still have Kittle. Uh, Curious to see how the rest of the receiving core shakes out for sure. But. You know, you've got now got a, a week to to plan for a Minnesota team that they they beat the Bears. So does it change their trajectory? Are they still going to sell off Daniil Hunter here quickly? Still wondering what you know that unit looks like. You know, as as you head into this game, but secondary certainly beatable. But for Purdy, how much goes on his arm? Right? Do you trust Jordan Mason? Do you think that there's any reason why we had such a crappy week in scoring? I mean, I, I had a buddy text me, uh, one of my really good buddies who talk fantasy a lot, and he goes, I don't have a touchdown this week from anybody on his team. Now, he got he had Justin Fields, David Montgomery, bad luck. Then I looked at the guy who was playing. The guy who was playing had one touchdown, yeah. and that was a Matthew Stafford touchdown. But we're, And we're not, talking, we're not talking awful guys here, but like, you know, Devontae Adams – Ended up having a bad week. I mean, it was just a, it's just a really funky week where everybody was 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 just completely off. And I don't know if it's you know third, you know the the third of a mile post or whatever it was, or if it was conditions, or now you're getting the newness of the season. It was just it was just a very very funky week, and it can't all be attributed to some of the injuries that we had. Yeah, looking at like how it, the teams that like like the Eagles put up 14 points. The mm-hmm. the uh, the Bills put up 14 points. Uh, obviously, like we mentioned, that Niners Browns game, both teams in the teens there. Um, outside of really the Dolphins going off, nobody had huge games. We were hoping for like big stuff from the Rams Cardinals game, and that game was for the first half just a field goal fest. Two games uh, with teams or two teams over 30. That was it. It was Ugh. the Dolphins and the Jaguars. Ugh. 42 and 37. That was it. No one broke 30. Yeah, yeah I think there there's. You had wind in a bunch of places, so maybe it alter some game plans uh, a little bit. I, I just think we're we're now into that level, and dare I say it, it's not parody. I don't even know if it's mediocrity anymore, fellas. Mm-hmm. We've used mediocrity before. I think we're a level below that, and that's with all the nonsensical penalties that are being called, and then occasionally stuff say like the Darren Waller. Uh, tug in the end zone that doesn't get called or Micah Parsons landing on Justin Herbert on that sack to it's the play before Monday night football ended with the interception to Gilmore I mean we've seen that called how many times this year where the linebacker or defensive lineman lands on a quarterback and the flag comes out immediately and then it's waved off like just the the curiosity there but quarterback play offensive line play all subpar yeah i think it's something to what you're saying i mean this is the league that's built for everybody to be the same and i think we got a lot of that this past weekend i i think that you know and i've seen tweets and i am not the betting expert i'm not the guy to to tell you on who's going to cover i don't want anybody to take my advice on that but the sense that i got from hearing from other people and mike i know that you've reached out as well but it's the fact of you know, a lot of the Joes are winning right now because everything was obvious. You know, there was a yeah. lot of obvious that was hitting in the first five weeks. Um, 
maybe that maybe this was the week that it started to turn a little bit. I don't think it completely did, um, but you had the Niners, you know, losing. You mentioned the Bills game. Like, I, I wondered if this was the week where it kind of did turn a little bit, considering uh, a lot was playing out the first few weeks like we would expect it to play out the first couple of weeks. Well, certainly uh, the books in Vegas got fat and got some revenge this week with mm-hmm. the Eagles and 49ers losing, uh, which gave you a bunch of parlays and and all of those that go down in flames in the, you know, pick em contest, you know, the uh, presumptive favorites they had to sweat out if you pick Buffalo, uh, certainly. But, you know, a lot of those entries uh, went to the wayside as well with the Jets beating Philly in, in particular. But it, I think that trying for parity to try to make everybody the same it's it's the worst formula we know the unders have been cashing with some regularity and then home field advantage is now becoming a myth like the yeti yeah you're right about that right road teams are winning at a ridiculous clip as well um and and you just seeing strange things uh throughout the nfl or what looked like they were strange things uh, but perhaps being more normalized, right? We, you expected at some point Kansas City would turn things on, going all the way back to last Thursday. They scored 19 points against a Denver defense that's cutting guys and giving guys away on their defense yeah. at this point, right? Gregory's gone, Frank Clark's gone, like, and rumors, spec, speculation about you know relieving your defensive coordinator, but they gave up eight points. They only gave up 19 points. Yeah, it's just it's crazy. Bruce, you want to add anything to this before we move um, on? My only thought is uh, I feel like whenever people are giving injury reports on teams, I keep hearing, "Oh, they they've got two offensive linemen missing. Oh, they've got two mm-hmm. two linemen out. They yeah. they've got an offensive lineman out." And I feel like that is obviously like so many of these teams. It all comes down to offensive line play. Now, of course, if somebody's missing, they still have an offensive lineman that fills in in their spot. So uh, it is it is just wild to see the, the variance in terms of how, uh, how strong the better offensive linemen are in that sense. I think that is a really good point. And because I'm going to talk about my team quickly and then we can move on. But one of the biggest stats that I saw for this past week were the number of Bengals pressures on Geno Smith. Mm. Seahawks move the ball up and down the field. They just couldn't get it done in the red zone. And the Seahawks have gaps on their offensive line. Abe Lucas is still out, got injuries at the guard position, and it hurt him. Um, You know, moving the football up and down the field was no problem, but when it came to crunch time and we saw the Seahawks collapse on a couple of scoring opportunities that they had in the second half, a bunch of scoring opportunities. Um, Yeah, I think that's a very, very good point. That game ended 17-13. to you know, and and the numbers that the Seahawks put up that game, you would have thought that they would have had much more than 13 points. Yeah, it's just been interesting to watch, right? Because we've talked a lot about C.J. Stroud in particular, right? They haven't mm-hmm. cobbled together three of their normal starters, let mm-hmm. alone the five that were on the whiteboard. You know, go back to old Friday Night Lights kind of thing where you've got the magnetic tiles up for your projected starters. Those five guys have not seen the field together. <laughs> Dallas, we we talked about it a lot. Uh, Smith and I, uh, they they beat the Chargers, but that attempt at the brotherly shove or whatever we're going to call it was a disaster. 
Like, there's no timing. There's no surge. Because these guys have barely played together trying to come out of different ailments and injuries to roll through and, and just go on down the line. And, and it's killing running back numbers for sure. Mm-hmm. Not that those weren't already a problem between injuries, ineffectiveness, uh, and split backfields, but it's gotten even worse. It has. He's Mike Harmon. That's Ryan Bershinger. I'm Dan Beyer. There were some big injuries in week six, aside from what happened with the Niners. We'll touch on those. Plus, Harmon will give us his waiver wire pickups next year. And I want your flex. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back. It's Mike Harmon, Ryan Bershinger. I'm Dan Beyer. I want your flex. Hit Mike up at Swollen Dome. Find me at Dan Beyer on Fox and at Bersh at Ryan Bershinger. Uh, other injuries, uh, guys, let's start out with Mike's team, Chicago Bears, Justin Fields now goes down with a thumb injury. What, did he pop his own thumb back in? Was that Yeah, the, uh... that's the story. Yeah. And now it's a question of getting back to where you can grip a football and and all of those. So expected a week or two. I'm all salty because they're out here in Los Angeles to play the Chargers in two weeks, and it was supposed to be a night game. They oh. might flex the hell out of that. Chargers <laughs> lose to the Cowboys, and then no Justin Fields, perhaps? Yeah. 
I don't think Bajent is going to be the uh, pull for folks there. But obviously, if you're a DJ Moore or Cole Komet owner right now, you're 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 a little bit concerned. Perhaps Komet owners uh, should feel a little bit better. But for DJ Moore, like like Bajent's got a a long windup and he doesn't have much velocity on the ball. So it's going to be a, a tough nor, – nor can he hit the deep ball. I mean, he, he threw a couple of uh, lollipops uh, that were problematic at best. Uh, so, yeah, for the Bears, it is now uh, – well, it was already terrible. Now it's just <laughs> gone gone to worse. Uh, and, and I guess uh, what, what, what does it look like with Roshan Johnson? Would he be back next week, or are they still going to roll with Deontay Foreman? It, back there? It's still uh, – Either Deontay or Dante Foreman, <laughs> depending on on, on which sequence. Uh, he was he was called both okay. uh, interchangeably by the broadcast <laughs> on Sunday. Good, it's good. got it's kind of like you know Collinsworth and those guys, Tyrod Taylor. We all got the memo. It's Tyrod, Tyrod. Uh, but yeah, with, with Johnson, yeah, wishing and hoping he's back, mm-hmm. but no uh, no guarantees yet. You know, I I did look ahead at the schedule, Mike. There's a there's a Bengals Niners game in week eight. That could be a possibility of a flex. There's a Rams Dallas game that now maybe has a little bit more, you know, the Rams being all right. But other than that, I don't see any game where a network would be like, okay, we got to get this one. I mean, they have Jets Giants. I mean, hell, you just have the only city of New York watching that. The <laughs> ratings may be good there, but, I mean, that's about it. So I, you may actually be safe just because of maybe the not-so-great other options. L.A. and Chicago markets may be yeah. able to sell yeah. it enough. <laughs> yeah. That could be At least that's the hope. But, yeah, it's it's right now a uh, uh, an interesting product. Like, they're looking to be an opportunity to go and steal that game for the Vikings. Another great example of how we, we don't have enough cameras or, or really good officiating along sidelines, or so it would appear on a fumble that might have given the Bears an opportunity. Uh, but in the end, you get the ball back with a chance to tie and pop gun arm grossly underthrows DJ Moore to end the game. The, the guy goes to a college that 99% of us have never heard of, and Harmon's already calling him Pop Gun Arm. P.J. <laughs> Walker won a game against the 49ers. Yeah. He was originally the backup for the Bears this year. The kid is from a Division II school in West Virginia, and he's now been forced into action in Week 6. Harmon sees three throws, and it's like, what the hell is Popcorn Arm doing out there? Oh, man. Bajan is never going to be able to escape. No, he did, he did a couple of nice oh. things. You know, Cole Komet pushed him into the end zone. That was good. Oh, he had a couple man. of nice little throws out, little flares out to the sidelines. But I'm going to call him Redenbacher for now on. <laughs> That's maybe what we should go with. And um. Orville out there for the... <laughs> There you go. Uh, uh, Another injury. I mentioned the Rams and Cowboys game. Maybe that could be a possibility of a flex. Kyron Williams of the Rams. His situation, guys, is interesting because the reports that came out Monday were ankle injury, not too bad, but 
likely to miss the game against the Steelers coming up in Week 7. Well, that's just it. High high ankle, not like it's one of those vague injuries, like the hockey lower body injury. Here mm-hmm. they at least kind of told you the general area, but we're not going to give you much more than that. So, yeah, with Rivers also down, it uh, goes to Zach Evans. Uh, a rookie out of Ole Miss that'll end up getting to his time this week. I'll, I'll give you an- another point. Sorry, Burst, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, it's fine. I, I was just about to lament the fact that I'm, I'm, I didn't know that Kyron Williams was hurt until like well after that game. And then, and then I, when I saw the news today, I was like, what? When the hell did yeah. that happen? Like, what? No, that's true. That's exactly what, what happened across social media. I was like, wait, when was this? What? Yeah. I thought he hurt his back. There was a play where he, he like went down and – he got up gingerly and was on the sidelines. Then he came back in like two plays later, and I'm like, "All right, cool. You know, everything's good." So when I saw that he popped up on the, you know, with an injury, I assumed it must have been that back issue. And then when the ankle, but the the tricky thing with Kyron Williams is, and Zach Evans, as you said, is going to be the the fill in. The insiders sell you stuff that is not true. I don't think Kyron Williams plays for the next three weeks. They have a bye in week 10. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, again, it's like the Austin Eckler thing. People are like, oh, is Austin Eckler? There was no chance Austin Eckler wasn't going to come back until Monday night against the Cowboys the week after their bye. And if you're the Rams, let's say you beat the Steelers, and then you're like, okay, they got a couple of their, you know, at uh, at Dallas, as we mentioned, and then that, they figure they're at Green Bay after that, and then they have their bye. Why rush them back? It just wouldn't make any any sense whatsoever to have him go play in a game, maybe re-injure it, and then you have your bye week. I, I don't think we're going to see Kyron Williams for the next three games, unfortunately. Yeah, that that would not surprise me. I, they took things pretty conservatively with Cooper Cup to start the season, and they are a better team than they thought they would be. And so they're they're going to be looking towards the end of the season. So yeah, I, I I would not be surprised if suddenly we've lost Kyron here for a couple of weeks. Which I was already scrambling with just Kyron Williams at running back. So now I'm uh, scrambling with no running backs. <laughs> but but Salvin Ahmed got me a touchdown this week. I was going to say he, he suddenly becomes a very popular guy out there, doesn't he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, David Montgomery, another running back that fell by the wayside. Yeah, it's the uh, Craig Reynolds show. Now they're in Detroit with uh, Jameer Gibbs, uh, expected to get back, but we, they've been kind of evasive with news there. And even Montgomery, the way they describe it, it's like, all right, is it a one week? Is it a three week? Is it like, what are we talking here? It, look, it's the running joke of the injury reports. I never thought that they should have had to exist other than all right here's an information he's he's a bit banged up but the desire for specificity is like you prepare for my best maybe they show up maybe they don't sure. and we'll see what happens but now you're, you're looking at an opportunity at Reynolds yeah he's not a guy that piled up huge stats uh, 10 for 15 yards with a couple of catches for 28 yards in the win over the cream skulls by the way how great was it to see the cream skulls out mm-hmm. there and then all the guys trying to get jersey exchanges after the game are like, no, I'll send you one I, later this year. 
that that was going to be my piece, and I was just going to talk for five minutes about how great they looked. You can't keep just, going. Unfortunately, they played in those jerseys like they did in the eighties. <laughs> that was that was the only thing. That's the reason why they stayed they they stayed away for so long. I remember the Glazer family. That uniform kind of is associated with losing. This pewter look is now more of the screw that. Like it was such an awesome week just to to see that. It was just it was it was sad and. Unfortunately, just normal to see those uniforms be run over by another team. Just brutal. Yeah. So, yeah, Reynolds is your guy, averaging 3.7 per carry on the year. It's it's tough to lose Montgomery. Uh, become a really pivotal piece to what they're accomplishing on the offense right now. But, you know, they'll, they'll move on. Defense will be the hallmark. And golf has been playing efficient football in theory. You know, Williams – gets more involved in the passing game, and, and that doesn't miss a beat. But Reynolds will be interesting to see how much of a workload he gets. I wanted to uh, cash in on a nickname. I don't even know if Burst is going to get. But whenever the Lions would get into the red zone, Mike, I wanted to call it Montgomery's Ward. Nicely done. Burst, does that register with you at all? Um, is Was that like a department store? Yes. There we go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now he's hurt, and so I can't use it. Yeah. But, but well, I now think... he's in a different ward. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Very good. By the way, it in the red zone wouldn't be apropos. It really would be like inside the five. And I'll tell you, that even goes to a bigger, back to a bigger, because on draft day, I, one of you guys pointed this out. Jameer Gibbs was the one that was going in front of David Montgomery mm-hmm. all the time in every single draft. And then we saw how they used Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift last year. Like, how? why were we surprised that David Montgomery was now the bell cow and getting all of this work? Like it's just it's it's crazy and how sometimes you talk yourself into things or or think things or maybe just get you know I don't know fascinated with the the draft capital that they used on him, but that's a pretty big blow for the Lions. Yeah, with Montgomery, I'll just say this as a as a guy who supports that Chicago squad, um, watching him go and dominate was not surprising. Mm. I was kind of ticked when they let him go. Sure. I mean, he'd he'd been the only consistent thing that offense had had when healthy the last couple of years. And well, to suddenly think you were going to replicate the out uh, results. Because yeah. he didn't get a monster deal to go away, right? It's a good deal, but nothing that they couldn't have matched. But so be it. Good for him. Yeah, I think we all collectively ignored the fact that, yes, the Lions did uh, put that, that high draft capital on Jameer Gibbs. But they also did, as, as Harmon said, they, they paid David Montgomery a solid deal. Um, and and it was a very natural fit in terms of replacing Jamal Williams with him. So, uh, yeah, hopefully, if if uh, and we'll get to to waivers shortly here. Craig Reynolds will be on that radar. I, I, yeah, his his yards per carry has, has been ugly in in the two games that he's played. Uh, but he is at least he he had a couple passes. He had one long reception in uh, on, on Sunday. So, if if Craig Reynolds can at least. Uh, give you half of what David Montgomery was doing, then then you'll gladly take that, given all of the mediocrity and the injuries that we're getting at, at running back right now. Uh, you're going to be uh, uh, scraping and clawing for stuff. If anything, the Lions lead the league in Reynolds 
that can contribute <laughs> there to the fantasy football team. And All that's right. a Reynolds wrap. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well done. That's yeah! my comment. Ryan Bershinger. I'm Dan Byers. I want your flex. Let's get to those waiver wire pickups next right here. And again, it's I want your flex. Do you love Selena? Like really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, let's wrap this one up. Waiver wire pickups for week seven. Uh, super buy, an in sync sort of weekend. Buy, buy, buy. Uh, six teams on buys Carolina, Cincinnati, Dallas, Houston, the Jets, and the Tennessee Titans all will sit this one out. We talked about injuries. Now you got buys to deal with. Mike, who are you targeting in the wire, waiver wire process? Well, we've talked about a bunch uh, of the guys in, in the episode. You know, when you start talking about Mason or looking if Elijah Mitchell's still out there. But we go a little bit uh, deeper. Bershid mentioned Ahmed still available in a bunch of leagues people rolling up you know Mostert getting the the lion's share but look they're running away and hiding one of the only team to give you uh, consistent offensive output to where there's quote garbage time to be had uh, in running out the clock uh, Chuba Hubbard and this goes even with bye weeks right 
you might be the one to act because someone that needs someone for this week uh, in your league will bypass them because they're on the buy. So Chuba Hubbard and Devin Singletary are two guys that you have to look at. With Houston uh, wishing and wanting and hoping that Damian Pierce is eventually going to get on track. And maybe there is some of that uh, as their offensive line gets healthy, but Singletary's been the more effective of the backs. Likewise, Chuba Hubbard, uh, Miles Sanders, ineffective, banged up a bit. Hubbard had a nice game, what, 88 yards and the touchdown uh, in this week six. And, and look, they're still a mess outside of Adam Thielen, but you'll take volume. Going back to Bursch's point about Craig Reynolds before, if he's the guy looking, he's touching the ball 10 times, hopefully one of those is at the one. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, all we can look to is where can we get some volume uh, as you go a little bit deeper down the, the highways and byways? You know, you got Michael Wilson, who's been uh, a pretty good find there in Arizona the last couple of weeks, nearing double digit point totals uh, on a weekly basis did have that bust out a couple of weeks ago uh, against the Rams. But, you know, when we're, we're looking at wide receivers again, it's trying to figure out where we're headed uh, in some of these squads or who's been bounced. K.J. Osborne's still available in about 40% of leagues. I know uh, the thought of adding another Vikings receiver uh, leaves folks a little flat in his uh, efficiency rating in terms of catches versus targets has not been great. Uh, go back to Detroit, mentioned Jamison Williams, still available in about half of leagues. Tyler Boyd is available in about half a league's no idea how long the T Higgins injury truly affects him but we know that they like to deploy all three of those guys uh so opportunity still knocks there Brandon Cooks caught a touchdown so if you're desperate uh perhaps his role will continue to rise in Dallas uh I'd like to wish uh Quentin Johnston into uh existence here uh but that that's just a foolhardy proposition at this point uh so I I move beyond him uh, and, and I think when the wide receivers, that's about it. Quarterback, Sam Howell, anybody? Still available in about 60% of leagues. Man. It ain't pretty sometimes. Yeah, I know. But the numbers have gotten there. And now you got Curtis Samuel is back on your radar. Man, my Jahan Dobson hype of 2023 has fallen flat. No. Yes. Yeah, he has not been, he has not been good. Could have had a touchdown, uh, dropped it. Ended up uh, with uh, the goose eggs, uh, zero receptions for zero yards. So that was a dandy. Sorry, Sorry buddy. No, that's all right. No, you got to lament. He was on my bench. It was just more of like you you cheer for like your picks. Sure. Or guys that you think that could have done well. And Jahan Dotson was a guy that I liked in this preseason. Yeah, we we expected more. I mean, McLaurin had a, a big game uh, on Sunday. Good to see him a bit more <laughs> yes. involved, right? Yeah, Dotson's stats, by the way, uh, were the same shape of the two vowels in his last name. That's what you got from Jahan Dotson. Zero. The first O is for receptions. The second O is for yards. Yeah. Sorry, moving on. No, no, hey, I, I had in, in the guillotine league, uh, I had combined from two guys at wide receiver 1.1 points. Yeah. So, yeah, to succeed and proceed. There will be better days, Dan Byer. Better days. Oh, yes. Still a half a season to go. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, rough sledding. Burst, you like anybody out there? Anybody catch your eye? Anybody you want to punt to the sidelines? 
<laughs> like Jahan Dotson. I mean, I I did that with Antonio Gibson a couple weeks ago. So yeah, like <laughs> was it? I so I feel that I, that Commanders offense. I I really was biting on this this idea that that uh, Eric Bieniemy was going to uh, at least bring some sort of spark. And hey, you know, Sam Howell did get three touchdowns. It's just Jahan Dotson and Antonio Gibson. Gibson actually had one of those touchdowns this week, but. You know, good for him, but I, I still wouldn't play him. <laughs> good for um, him! I already <laughs> caught him. Get out! <laughs> I'm, I'm past that. But uh, yeah, I mean, as we had we had talked about with Zach Evans, who who will probably uh, garner some interest. And if you want to get real real deep, real ugly, uh, Royce Freeman is on the Rams practice squad, and he might oh, get in that call up. Go. So uh, <laughs> if you if you want to get real wild with it and throw a dart, Royce Freeman may make his return. Jahan Dotson's drop was so bad, they actually have it as a highlight on NFL.com. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Is it right next to that overthrow Justin Herbert had of Keenan Allen? <laughs> Here's the other thing about the Chargers. You you know, we talk about Quentin Johnston. Uh, Austin Eckler is Austin Eckler. But when Mike Williams is hurt, um, now you're rolling the dice with Gerald Everett and Joshua Palmer. Yeah. You know, Palmer may, maybe is the guy, but – it's like we think of that team as being loaded with just just stocked with weapons. And I'm just not sure if they are. No, you know? they're not. I mean, they had to get really creative to get Everett that touchdown, right? Starting to use some of that motion yeah. pre-snap, and he sweeps back across, and, he, and he's open after a fake uh, handoff to Eckler going left, and Everett comes right. But uh, Palmer, at least you have the familiarity, and the target count looks to be pretty stable. How explosive it is, not quite sure. But, yeah, it's Keenan Allen's stats for days and then wishing and hoping because the run game's still grossly ineffective. Yes. That has not changed, whether it was Eckler back or Kelly before him. Gross is in capital letters. Nicely done. That is for sure. Like Grossman on the back of his jersey in the Super Bowl. (laughs) If you search Jahan Dotson, uh, the link pops up. Jahan Dotson drops Howell's picture perfect deep loft <laughs> like i mean it's cold is it, is it better cold or worse commanders. than uh, juju smith schuster <laughs> i miss juju's jeez where was i oh man or uh, am, I, or, or am i am i misidentifying i don't know I, I i'm not sure i'm sure he probably dropped something i was too busy watching hunter henry get his one reception for seven yards he uh, he's fallen off the map Completely. Yeah. After the start of the season, I'm like, wow, Hunter Hunter was top three tight end when I picked him up. And uh, he's been bottom three tight end because he had zero catches the week before. Yeah, you can punt Hunter Henry if you want. Yeah, you know, looking for red zone efficiency. Obviously, I just tried to do transference because it was Devontae Parker's Oh, yes, that's right. That's yes, right. It was, it was his fingertips, i.e. the palms. He did not want to talk about that. He was he was asked about like five questions. Oh, he had to say was I dropped it. Fingertips. <laughs> it was on My fingertips. fingertips. <laughs> no, the video clearly shows. This is where I keep waiting for a reporter to be standing there with their phone, going, "No, I have it right here." <laughs> <laughs> here, let's break it down. Let's, let's break it down frame for frame, shall we? Yeah. Brent- sorry, sorry to besmirch the name of Juju Smith-Schuster. Brandon Cooks got asked post game. Uh, you scored a touchdown. It was only two yards, but. 
Like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm not that impressed. You know? oh, I mean, you really didn't have to run very far. <laughs> yeah, it was only two yards. And, oh, man. Great, great stuff. Oh, man. All right. That's going to wrap this one up. Uh, I, I, let's, let's end on a high note. We'll end on that. All right. So, uh, for Ryan Bershinger and Mike Harmon, uh, I'm Dan Byer. We've got a lot more later this week. Episodes Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday to get you set for week seven. We will talk to you then on I Want Your Flex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.